0: Welcome back to another episode of Hear Me Out. It is your boy, Davion, Dave the Brave, Mr. Atlantic
1: Ocean. I'm with my friend and colleague, Devayeh. Hi, how you doing, man? I'm doing uh, I'm doing pretty good, man. Things, it's been pretty good today. I hear you, I hear you. To shoot, to, to just go ahead and start things off, this is
0: something that's been like, I don't know, that's been kind of like... This is a statement that I've been thinking for the past few weeks. And the statement basically is, everything is not political. Yeah. Like, everything that happens in the world, everything that's going on, I feel like, isn't political. I don't really know, I guess, the true definition of what politics are. Yeah. Maybe I need to look that up. But I just feel like everything is political. So, with that being said i'd like to talk about the cdc guidelines for reopening schools and um how it really i guess emphasizes on getting students back in the classroom because you know recently um uh everything all the data that's for the coronavirus has gotten redirected from the cdc to the white house yeah which is already crazy because it's like. It's
1: already a red flag.
0: Yeah, it's already a red flag. And like with that and like with everything that's been going on and like the these protests and these anti maskers and stuff like that, it's all making it like it's political parties
1: we, and stuff like that. I think we should definitely address that for a second. I don't understand how it even got to the point where anti mask was even a thing. Mm-hmm. Like. Okay, I get it that because, you know, we live in a day and age where, you know, we can't really trust all the information that we get 100%. And we trust it even less when, you know, multiple news sources are telling us the same thing and it might sound sketchy and such and such and however. But like we just said, everything isn't political. Why are you guys making a health matter a political issue? Yeah. The two have nothing to do with each Well, no. Under, under certain circumstances, they may intersect. But they really don't have anything to do with each other. I don't see how a mask is gonna affect this affected politician or this or this affected um or this or this area or this this group of people or, or just so on and so forth. So it's like for people to sit there and just pose it as a political issue, it just really doesn't make sense.
0: And you know what's crazy? It's always it's been seeming to me that like. We, we they be calling people radicals, you know. But like it's always the the conservatives. It's always the conservatives. The conservatives are trying to stop me from doing this. The conservatives are trying to stop me from doing this with guns. The conservatives are doing this and that. And it's like I just feel like at this point because I don't know, bro. What I you feel. They give me mean, like, mean liberals? liberals, yeah, liberals or whatever. But um, with with all that going on, I just be feeling like. Is that like I don't know I think it's because I'm probably like Identifying all the things That are going on I agree probably more With the liberals I agree more with I guess democratic Stuff than I do With republican stuff Right But I be feeling like Sometimes Like It's not even up to debate Sometimes it's wrong If you If you If you're
1: required To wear a mask and you walk into a Walmart without a mask on and you get upset with them because they say, sir, you can't step in without a mask. And you try to fight that said person. Where were you in the right there? You already weren't wearing a mask. You caught an attitude. You got prideful. And then you tried to fight the person who told you you were wrong. Because that's what's been happening to a lot of the, um what has been happening a lot over the country. It's been people. People have been going to establishments knowing they're not supposed to be in there without a mask or some kind of PPE. And then they get mad when they're um, when they're turned around or they're refused, and then y'all try to put hands on people. Or y'all try to just get disrespectful. And it seems to end up being blamed on liberals, the liberal viewpoint, liberals are trying to get me to do this. Yeah, like they're trying to take, they're trying to mm. indoctrinate us and take away our rights and this is just the first step. And, then they'll be they'll be, man, they'll be mass mandating this And mass mandating that next And I'm like no guys They just want you guys To not be another death On the tally marks For yeah. coronavirus
0: Yeah so I, I say all this to say Like Would you consider The, the CDC sub liberals Would you consider them A political institution And I ask this question Because like look I'm about to break down This article or whatever So The guidelines that the CDC said, like they actually like reading this kind of made sense. So they was talking about um, the guidelines to lay out social and emotional, uh, mental risk of keeping students home, give broad outlines to how uh, to resume in-person instruction in line uh, with the CDC has already recommended like these few things or whatever. Basically, because not these online classes are hard. Yeah. It's going to be, it's not, uh, everybody's not going to be succeeding as uh, at the rate that it's going to be expected because it's doing it online, it's your in-home, in your bed with your PlayStation in front of you instead of, you know, in a classroom. Which classrooms and stuff like that don't even really work anyway because they're too similar to jail. Yeah. But so, like, some of these recommendations and stuff is... um uh repurposing unused and underused buildings i think that's a good idea that probably like you know some schools have a bunch of buildings that will have like an extra building that's not really used like only these people go into stuff like that They're going to be repurposing those buildings to have more space for students
1: that and um because you are right there are school systems there are school systems that have like buildings that are just unattached to yeah. like a uh, school property like yeah. they, like the school system owns that building it's just not part of a school they can um, they also can use repurpose those buildings too, yeah. And if the city, if the city or the state or whoever just, um, whoever just so wants to do it, they can also just use buildings and stuff around the city because you know every every city has like hundreds of abandoned buildings. Yeah,
0: yeah. So another thing they was talking about, you know, probably constantly or consistently moving classes outside, and stuff like that to kind of be away. But then that also kind of
1: goes like, well,
0: what about when it gets colder? and
1: stuff like that and it kind of defeats the point of sending them back to school if you're just going to be moving them out like I get it I get it because like you know some there really isn't there really is no such thing as the perfect learning environment because you have kids you have kids who are capable of of doing online work and being completely fine and you have kids who need that guidance Um, they need that in person interaction that in person guidance Yeah. so yeah I don't know like that I feel like that kind of defeats the purpose but at the same time I get it because right now aside from trying to put everybody online and try to go by everybody else's schedules and trying to have these teachers be on 20 different video calls this is really the best thing they can do yeah another thing they said
0: was um, trying to keep students in pods so basically, I can see um, with this, I can see the pros and the cons with this. So they're going to be keeping students in pods. Basically, uh, the same group stay together all day. So you're going to be seeing the same people. You're not going to be interacting. Say they probably have a pod of maybe like 20 students. And those 20 students be going to class together.
1: That makes sense because that's how they did us. Because um, like, if you if you were in a gifted program and shit when you got to high school, that's usually what they did to you. They would usually just put you with the gifted kids, and you were pretty much with, uh, yeah, like those, like all of your classes were pretty much together. Yeah, like, and, and and with you. all this going on, I know with
0: all this going on, and I guess these plans that be that be made and stuff like that, um, they gotta. I feel like sometimes these people have to consider the actual the kids, you yeah. know, how the kids are gonna react, like. Oh, let's make masks mandatory. I know talking to a few people, I don't know if I had talked to talked to you about it already, but yeah, I did talk to you about it. But I know kindergartners ain't gonna keep their mask on. And I know seniors in high school ain't gonna keep their mask on. I know for an absolute fat middle schoolers aren't. Exactly. So it's just gonna be a whole bunch of stuff. (laughs) And that's not the only aspect, because then you talk about the pods, you know, I said, I see the pros and cons. The pros is, you know, like, I guess you interact with the same people, so then um, you can't really get sick interacting with outside people. That kind of makes sense to me, but then you got to consider these kids, and these kids have friends. If you tell them you can only be with these 20 people every day, and they friend group is not within them 20 people, they're going to go see those 20 people. Yeah. But they they're gonna going at least try to. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a struggle. It's for these teachers, the most part, it's gonna be a struggle because
1: it's like, look, everybody, everybody that's listening to this is either in school or has been to a school. It is school is not somewhere you want to be by yourself. Yeah. So realistically, yeah, if you if you go in there and you tell a bunch of kids that they can't see. Um, they only be with these people And they they match it up in their head Oh I, I can only see XYZ I can't see ABC They gonna go see ABC right? And that's gonna basically Prolong the spread of the virus Not yep. prolonged, but uh, accelerate it. Yep. So I
0: got a few I guess Trump quotes On the subject and this is why I was, like, stating earlier, and I posed that question, like, would you even consider, like, CDC a political party? I don't consider CC, uh, CDC on a political side and stuff like that. They're there to handle disease control. Right. Like, <laughs> they, that's what they're Their explicit for.
1: purpose is in their name. There should really be no confusion. There should be no confusion. So, uh Trump said, I
0: hope that local leaders put the full health and well-being of their students first and make the right decision for parents, teachers, and not make political decisions. This is something very, very important. What in the hell does that mean? What in the hell does that mean? So you said, because like looking at this and breaking it down, you saying, I hope they put full health and well-being of their students first to make the right decisions for parents and teachers and not make a political decision. And they're saying and the political decision that he's referring to is not sending these kids to school. He's saying send these kids to school, but if you're sending these kids to school, how are you putting the health of them, health, health of these kids first? It's kind of hard to when you're sending them to school. It just doesn't make sense. He also says he he said funds for schools that don't reopen will be diverted to parents who could choose to send their children to private or charter schools. So he's going to find a way to send these kids to school. But that's not with
1: health in mind. It's not because he originally, um, and it's actually good because it's actually, that's actually a good point you brought up because it actually goes hand in hand with my article, mm-hmm. which was basically just talking about... Um, the Surgeon General, his recommendations for going back to school. Yeah, and so um, one quote from there basically said that his original, that Trump's original stance was, was that if the schools didn't reopen, their funding would get cut. Yeah, and that's exactly the next thing I was gonna get to. He said funds for schools that
0: don't reopen should be. Uh, hold on, uh, if the schools is closed, the money should follow the student. Basically, he gonna take that money. Basically, he gonna take that federal funding. Schools are struggling to find the funding to meet students additional needs during this pandemic, like providing hand sanitizer, getting extra buses to make sure that you social distance and offering multiple copy copies of material of papers, pens, pencils, stuff like that. So they aren't shared to minimize that. And his push, he's like, look. If you don't open school I'm going to take your money these, Some of these schools Already don't have money They don't have They already From that statement I just said They already Don't have money To get the
1: To even provide Because some Yeah Because now that you mentioned it, Some of those schools Only have federal funding Yeah Or the main source Of their uh, income Is federal funding hmm So a lot of these underprivileged kids at these underprivileged schools, you're putting them in a worse off position and you're actually endangering their school of being closed like permanently. Yeah, because you want to cut federal funding because of the fact that they can't open the schools because we're in a pandemic.
0: Yeah, because look, because it's already schools that can't afford the proper technology, can't afford the proper textbooks, can't get all the paper. Shoot, I know you can probably relate. Going to school through our twelve years of you know of school or whatever up to graduating high school, before school, um, you get a sheet of paper asking you to buy certain things to provide for the classroom, like tissue. Yeah, like at um,
1: <laughs> like at the beginning of like uh, like your first few days of class. Right?
0: Yeah,
1: like bringing some tissue, like bringing some hand sanitizer, sanitizer, or some soap, or some extra pencils or extra pen.
0: Yeah, that's because the school's not already not providing that. Meaning the teachers are having to come out of
1: pocket, which is in turn why they're asking the parents.
0: Yeah, so with all that being said, that already goes on, that's already been something that's went on throughout my life. They already don't have the funding for that. Yeah. So it's then obviously evident that they don't have that funding to get the extra stuff. That they
1: need to even return to school during this pandemic. So it's like if they didn't already have that stuff, then they had no, they have no chance of opening their school again because it's like we're already so far, we're already too far behind the money. We're already too, we already too far
0: behind. We don't have the money. Where have we been? We haven't been working. We got kicked out. Us, we got kicked off of work, just like everybody else. We don't have that money to be doing that for real. especially teachers who then you know. Uh, there's two different plans for the teacher pay. Teachers don't make that much money, but they can either take the plan where they make more money in the 10 months that they are in school, or they can split that money within the entire year and get two, I guess, paychecks over that summer semester, over over the summer where they're not working. Yeah. But it's just gonna be less money each paycheck. Yeah. So the money not there, these teachers wasn't working These teachers uh, had to work from home Doing all the schoolwork and stuff and Doing the online classes and stuff from home Putting extra stress on them Putting extra stress on uh, the students Putting extra stress on the parents I feel like a lot of this too Is a lot of parents, you know, are tired of seeing their kids At the crib A lot of of parents, you realize Like, I've realized That your teachers low-key Raise you your parents raise you your parents But you, you spend 8 hours a day 5 days a week With your school, with the teachers And with the leaders in those schools And that's why they're so Influential, that's why you hear Probably somebody rapping, talking about Look, I'm doing this And my teacher told me I wasn't shit I wasn't going to make it nowhere Like the influence of a teacher
1: Is honestly very powerful It's like no other Because you're going to remember most of your teachers Yeah it's like no other. those
0: experiences those first years of your life them first years of your life really influence the person
1: who you're going to be who you're going to become yeah and i'm just not sure what kind of i'm just not sure what kind of or how strong the support system is going to be for these kids during these during these just during these times like yeah because it's just with everything going on, it's just, it's just, it's just, too much uncertainty. Yeah, and that's already that's already a lot on everybody, including these kids, and then them trying to worry about schoolwork in the midst of all this, and actually, are if they're gonna even be able to go to school. Yeah, it's a lot. It's it's a lot for them kids to focus on right now. Yeah,
0: and one of the things they talked about in the article is like you have to consider everybody because everybody ain't fully healthy. Yeah. And so, like, this little paragraph, it says, but it also, like, the CDC guidance, like, all right, in line with Trump's push to have schools open in the fall, CDC's guidance puts a sharp focus on, necess- uh, on how necessary it is to have in-person learning, uh, outlining social, emotional, and physical toll on students if they are in the classroom. But it also, their CDC guidelines also, put, also puts much emphasis on that there's physical risk of returning. The guidelines say that some children may be, uh, may be already at a s- increased risk of severe uh, illnesses from the virus, like those who have developmental disabilities, underlying conditions, certain neurological conditions, uh, heart disease, and stuff like that. Yeah. And so it just straight just you have to consider everybody These kids Everybody ain't healthy These kids ain't healthy Everybody has different immune systems Everybody has different
1: immune systems some, um, You don't know what's going on Some people can have Not even that Just the staff too Some people can have like Pre-existing conditions yep. This could have been stuff That people were born with Um, It could have been It could be a whole number of things That, they, that they're that not gonna account for Yeah we was talking about what
0: There was a lady that um, Was like I'm not coming to work I think you said it, it was like There was a lady that said I'm not coming to work I just had a baby I have this sicknesses and stuff like that I'm not going to be like if I'm going to be at school exposed And with all of these people Because how many people I personally graduated with over 900 people we had, In my one class My
1: school was pretty small We had about 800 kids Like total Yeah. But that's still 800 chances to get infected
0: Yeah, that's 800 chances to get affected. Then you go, say you go to a bigger school. I was in a, um, because they all go by size and funding and stuff like that, which is ridiculous. Like, do you know which division your school was in? I can't remember. I knew at some point, but I can't remember now. Mine was, they are now 8A, and when I was there, it was 7A, and 7A was the biggest those were the biggest schools in Georgia. So is 8 even bigger? 8A is even bigger. Wow. 8 is even bigger. They're now an 8A school there. They're that big. Like I said, my graduation class was 900 plus. That's just the graduation class. That's not adding the sophomores, freshmen, and juniors. Right. So the risk for if it was is this is crazy because like I don't know what it I don't know what it is I don't know what's the the motivation to be like no we're gonna send these kids to school, kids to school regardless like we had the whole thing with like Seattle or not Seattle with Washington and they was pitching ideas send low-income schools or put emphasis of getting education for the low-income schools first stuff like that yeah but the way the, the way the world work and the way everything going out, you love you love your white people, you love the, you love your people that already um, that already got it kind of good, yeah. and you make and you make sure they have the opportunities and stuff like that. You gonna get them sick. You are gonna get them folks that got a school with two thousand kids. You are gonna get some of them sick. Yeah, like there's there's no possible way that everybody's gonna come out of this unscathed. It's not. There's no possible way. We was talking about what the. Um, uh, wasn't it? Betsy DeVoe said only 0.05 students would die of the coronavirus when we go back to school. And that's what, 15,000
1: kids or something like that? Something if like that. that. And I'm like, the fact that you're even willing to risk that at all, it says a lot about y'all. <laughs> says a lot about y'all. Like, you. I understand there's a necessary risk because, you know, like we just said, not everybody learns the same. But it's just how how can you be comfortable knowing this like how can you be comfortable sending them there knowing that there's a high chance that they're in they're in these cramp not even i'm, gonna, I'm not gonna say cramped. i'm not gonna assume every building is small but they're in these classrooms they're in these smaller spaces yeah where they're designed to be sitting so close to each other they're all what spread like maybe two feet apart at most
0: yeah that means that you're cool with fifteen thousand families grieving that means you're cool with fifteen thousand children, if not more, going home and then and getting affect, somebody else and, sick, and passing
1: that on, passing that along to their pets their, and their other family members. Who then go to work and it's and just then a go to the grocery cycle. store and then go to this place and that place and that place, and it's literally you're gonna make the issue worse. Yeah, like this the second wave that all the other companies I mean uh, other countries that have them, our numbers are going to rise up too we're not really even going to hit a, hit a second wave our numbers is just going to get worse cuz it hasn't gotten any better yeah my main question is how is this even a
0: a political situation when it was starting around the world before it hit us when it was in China before it hit us when it was in um what other place got real bad? Uh, not Paris, but um, Italy. Yeah, Italy got real bad when it was in Italy when it hit us.
1: And that's the thing is that like they've all had mandates and they've all had um mandatory masks. And people was inside. People were inside. People were locked They stopped
0: rent. They stopped. They stopped (laughs) stopped their
1: entire economy. They just put it on pause. They sat in the house. They did exactly what the government told them to do. And look, they can go outside. Yeah. The coronavirus might not be over for some of them, but for the most part, it's been significantly reduced. Yeah. So they can at least go back and enjoy some kind of relative normalcy. We're still trying to get that relative normalcy back because... Quite, just quite frankly, a lot of y'all are dumbasses and just can't listen.
0: Yeah, it's just such a crazy world. It's, we, we, we as Americans uh, are greedy and selfish. We as Americans. But if
1: you tell anybody that, they will. They will. If you tell, if you tell a typical American that, they'll swear and deny it. But it's it's it, it makes sense. You look
0: at it, look, because what is what is America? We the land of the free, the hob of the brave. Because of that, because we the land of the free, let somebody tell us something. We Let's, not going for let, it. Let you tell me something <laughs> I'm not fucking with. You know. Exactly. Nah. That's how the entire United States is working. Nah. That's how the entire
1: United States is going right now. Oh That's Max. Makes sense. Oh Max, you want you want me to protect myself? No. No, just because you said I have to, I'm not going to I'm not going to do that Just because you said I have to wear a mask When I go to Walmart Or when I go to my friend's house Or when I'm on the bus Or I'm at the mall Or wherever place I don't really need to be bro, I'm not going to do it Bro, I watched a video Uh,
0: A bunch of, it's crazy They get these names and stuff like that We get thug and stuff like that For protesting, these anti-maskers
1: yes y'all get y'all get pc terms y'all get y'all get politically correct terms and y'all get all the airtime on cnn and fox and when at the end of the day what you really should be called is ignorant completely ignorant (laughs) (laughs) i have never seen somebody protest a life or death issue yeah simply because the government mandated it started
0: with we need a haircut We need a haircut. We want to go to the gym. There was a, I remember, boy, remember that video was funny. I don't remember where they was at, but it was like uh, people who are uh, trying to go back to the gym, trying to get the gym reopened and stuff like that are outside the courthouses right now working out. And somebody was like, "They're so they're proving that they can work out without the gym. <laughs> like,
1: it doesn't like, like matter. You're, you're, you're defeating your old point. You're defeating your old point. You out there doing push-ups. You can do it on the sidewalk. Like, <laughs> look at you, man. You done worked up a
0: whole sweat outside. What do you need <laughs> the gym for? You done lost your calories is less convenient to
1: you. Everything in America is about being convenient. If honestly that's really what it is because typically for most Americans they don't complain about something to it's inconvenient for them. Yep. They could they, they could be they could be part of that group that's dealing with the BS. Yeah. But as long as they're completely fine, as long as they're okay, they may not you know you know, they they may say something or do something here or there, but it, it won't be anything, you know, continuous. And preach. And you can talk about that for anything. You could talk about that with everything going on with the coronavirus. You could
0: talk about that with uh what we was talking about for an hour and a half, two hours on our last show with race and everything that was going on. Yeah. When it's not affecting them personally,
1: they really don't People care. do not care. And the thing about it is is that it's all tied to it's really all tied to your finances. That's really that's really the status of how well you're doing. Yeah. You know, what is your um yeah, what is your status of living? What is your what is your livable income and all that? So It's it's typically the people the people who have money the people who can sit back and be like yeah I can I can watch all of this burn and be completely fine because I can pay for myself cuz I'm good I'm good. My family's good. I can take care of myself and my necessary things you guys go fight the good fight. You guys go, you know, bleed in the streets. You guys go out there and you go fight the police. You go take on the system. And I be, I guess I be trying to understand a little.
0: I don't, I don't be trying to understand. I don't be understanding, but I do understand because it's just the mentalities that are like instilled into us. Like it's a doggy dog world out here. That means you gotta fend for yourself, people. You- People are the enemy. You never know who's going to turn on you. you got to make sure at
1: the end of the day that you're good because nobody else will. Pretty much, pretty like you just said, man, America's motto is pretty much get yours by any means and protect yourself at all costs. Yeah, and because of that, we look at where we at now. Nobody is. There's a lack of
0: compassion in terms of race in terms of stuff going on with the virus you put people at uh, because what the mask does is keep everything that you got going on on the inside and keep that within you so that you don't spread whatever you have it doesn't stop from, it doesn't stop uh, stuff from coming in but it stops stuff from going out so by having that mask on by by refusing to have that mask you're choosing to be like I don't give a fuck about anybody else in this grocery store. I don't give a fuck about anybody else in this, at this park in this school. Fuck, I don't give a fuck, fuck about everybody about none else of that. on this martyr bus. It is hot on here. It is hot in this mask. I'm taking it off. Shoot, look, I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. It's literally like, what's going on?
1: Like, and the, the whole thing, the whole reason is, dude, is that like you. <sighs> You're sitting there trying to fight wearing a mask, but my whole thing is that at the end of the day, if somebody sit there and ask you why. I don't want to wear a mask. Okay, why? It's impending my rights. What, what rights? rights. what rights? What rights? What rights? about wearing a
0: mask? <laughs> that's what rights? Sense. It doesn't make sense. It's because just
1: you, crazy. Can't, you can't say the First Amendment. What's that's free cra- speech. What's crazy is that it gets so
0: what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it gets so twisted. That wasn't the word I wanted, but that's the word I'm going to use. Mm-hmm. They twist it to, so that it fits them. So then when somebody gets killed, when a black person gets killed and we've been on the streets, the protest is not stopped and people on the streets protesting and doing stuff like that, why are you doing that? You're doing too much. But then when it goes to something like mask, this is my right to do. This. Well it's there right over there to be mad about black people being killed by police, police
1: brutality and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that's it's it's so crazy, bro, because like that's it's two sides of the same coin. It's just I respect one and I don't respect the other. Yeah. Because literally Imagine how things would have okay, so remember remember when all the Black Lives Matter protesters gathered in front of the CNC center? Yep. Imagine if that was imagine imagine the response of those were anti maskers. Yeah,
0: because it would have been different because a lot of the conversations that has been had, especially on social media, whatever, is honestly the news at this point, like we had said earlier. Um, uh, You can see the differences between there has been an anti-mask rally recently. Somebody had posted was like, the police must have been on break.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was seeing that post a lot. The police must have been on break because they because are literally, harassing. Literally walking down the street, there's a literal line of mainly white people, majority white people, um, just marching down the street, literally masks, picket signs, uh, shirts. See, people had shirts preaching this anti-mask ideology, and I'm like, how?
0: Then when you then turn around and there's mayors and governors being maced by police at black lives matter rallies people wearing, that wearing <laughs> masks wearing <laughs> masks it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense i see the video of a mayor like the mayor of a major city that he got um
1: i think he, he either got pepper sprayed or tear gas i saw it that really got that, he got tear gas i'm trying to remember what city it was i want to say it was somewhere up north um let me see if i can find it real quick we keep talking but it's so like that just like that emphasis is just the difference and
0: just like like you said the size of this whatever you care about. It's whatever you care about. They don't care about this, but then they care about this. Why are the police here? Why are the police not here? There was the post with the people um before the black lives before the rallies were taking place um for Black Lives Matter. No this, there was, there was still rallies. Taking place. Yeah, they're still taking place. Before they even started there was the like we said earlier in this podcast. There was the people out there. We need a haircut. There was videos of you know of the white people with the guns on trucks,
1: semi-automatic. People, people. There was. I I I know you seen the picture where it was. A, um, it was one of old dude in I think like a subway or something with a with a fucking they rocket in, launcher on they his back. It was in the subway with their guns. Dude had an entire this brawlic ass dude. I'm talking yeah. about dude maybe like six feet, maybe two hundred pounds with a whole rocket launcher on his back. But so you feel so you feel like you got the right to go with your guns, with your guns, putting people in danger, threatening people, antagonizing people, harassing people, doing their jobs. Because the, because that incident was, was doing was I don't know if you've ever seen the video where it's like the whole bunch of white people with their guns at, at the courthouse and all yep. that. Yeah, it was it was during that during that time. So y'all tell me y'all feel safe enough to go to the police with armed, fully armed and dangerous. Going crazy, going not acting. acting in their <laughs> face, in their face. In their face. I'm talking about straight up like literally, like maybe three feet within them.
0: Yeah, not acting in unison. Not, not going, acting in unison. not, not chanting. Like how these other rallies have been doing. Not
1: no kind of organization. Just simply, hey, y'all show up with y'all guns, cause some chaos. We'll get we'll, we'll not get Not having fixed. public speakers. Not doing none of that. No um. <laughs> no, <laughs> no public speakers I just seen that one microphone.
0: <laughs> it's none of that. There was no press conference. It's none of that. But that's all. But that's what's
1: going on with but these Lives Matter protest. They get all they get, maced. they get all the attention. They did. They, they get tear gas. They get like you said, maced and pepper sprayed They get shot. They get chased down, they get beat down. Tears. They, they get arrested. I they get arrested for simply peacefully protest, for simply peacefully gathering, a right that we do have in our amendments. Celebrities getting arrested.
0: NFL, foot, basketball, football players, soccer players getting arrested, going to
1: jail. And then getting released. Like probably, if if not the next day, if in with not a few hours, so I'm like, the fact yeah, why are you arresting that? me? You have, you know, you have nothing to hold me on. You just did that so you can break up the protest. You just exactly. trying to, you're just trying to make people scared to gather in one place. Exactly,
0: it's so crazy. It's just so crazy. The the hypocr- hypocrisy of what's going on in terms of the coronavirus and the Black Lives Matter protest and the reactions to the
1: both. Because it's, it's one it's one and the same when you look at it. Yep. It's, it's one and the same. It's just two completely different issues. Yep. And the thing about it, and what's, what's crazy is that I shouldn't even be saying that first statement. There should be no way that these two should ever be on the same side of the same coin, yet here we are. Yeah. Because people just simply can't get over themselves. People can't, can't get over themselves. People can't stop being selfish. People can't stop to just sit down and just realize that, yeah, me not wearing a mask is going to affect somebody. Yeah, I just want to know what is the motivation to you have to send these kids to school? More than likely it's, 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 it's something dealing with the economy. It has to be. Gotta be. I don't know. It right? has it's to be so, crazy. Because it's so every, crazy. that is every motivating factor. It is it's always, the, always the motivating you're, you're
0: impending on my rights. You, you're trying to keep me inside. I know a lot of schools here in Georgia, my my little siblings are not returning to school in the fall. Yeah. And they're going to be doing virtual online. And I know my sister was very upset about that because it's difficult. Mm -hmm. And especially, like, with my sister, she's going to high school. And high school is that time. You want to... High school is that... It's that turning point, not really that turning point, but that checkpoint. It's, it's definitely a shift. It's that checkpoint. I remember, I remember my first day of high school vividly. I remember the night before my first day of high school. Like, man, I'm really about to go to high school. Like, from everything I heard, everything I know is going on. It's gonna be way different than what I was going through in middle school. Right. And stuff like that, and that's that's the stuff that builds who you are, builds the character, and stuff like that. And I know she's upset about that, but you gotta do what you gotta do to stay safe, to not get sick, to not get anybody else sick. It's just a crazy world we live in. I say that too much, bro. It's it's because it's true, man. Times are
1: crazy. Times are really crazy, and things we just gotta get used to the fact that things just really ain't gonna be normal for a while. Yeah. But what I will say is, is that in spite of everything going on, you know, the people that are alive today, they're alive. They're in good health. We're all here for a reason. Yep. We're all going to continue to be here for a reason. So just stay strong and just stay positive and just we'll, we will get through this. That's factual You know, I
0: appreciate... My boy Ramirez, you know, tiptoe him on across like that because we cussed him out back in like episode eight. <laughs> it, it, like maybe five or something. <laughs> would be allowed. but yeah. well, no, it wasn't even Ramirez, it was Latte. Latte knocks
1: him over. I oh, was yeah. like, get out. Like come on. No, 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 no. <laughs> I had to pause him. I'm like, get out.
0: Because we, it's, it's because we speak real shit. We talk real shit. We gain the respect. We gotta gain the respect from our peers. Gain the respect from the people that are listening. Gotta gain the respect from the people that are uh, that believe we're impending on their on their rights because we want everybody to be safe. That's because people. we don't want to be selfish. Because we because even though it's a eat dog world.
1: At I'm still trying to look out For that other before, dog
0: Before it can even be A dog eat dog world We gotta take care
1: Of each other Cause it's not even A dog eat dog world Right now It's it's, <laughs> it's not man But people that's Just still Like It's always been A dog eat dog world But I'm gonna at least Try to make sure Like if I got the chance To make sure That other dog Next to me is straight You can't lack compassion. You can't can't lack compassion. That's humanity. You can't lack compassion because the thing about it is that when when you're down bad, you're gonna wish somebody had enough compassion to help you. Yeah, the flaw in the dog eat dog
0: world, and that whole saying is that we're not dogs. We're not dogs. The thing about it
1: is is that you can't you can't behave like an animal and then be mad when people treat you like one.
0: And with all that being said. I mean, there's so many topics that can go on with it. So I know we've been talking about my stuff for a while. So what did you have to, uh, to talk about
1: or bring to the table, bro? Um, I mean, it pretty much uh, goes hand in hand with the article you uh, brought up about the CDC and the coronavirus and all that. Right. Uh, except mine is pretty much more of a statement from the Surgeon General mm-hmm. about uh, how they're going to reopen schools. And so basically what the article details is that... Um, They're pretty much targeting areas that, well, areas and neighborhoods that have a less than 10% positive rate for coronavirus. So, a lower, so the people, so the areas that have been
0: the least affected, they're saying they're gonna go to school, or is that like the statement by the Sergeant General?
1: That's pretty much what there. That's the recommendation from the
0: certain general. Okay, yeah. So because right now it's not even really of uh, what. What are we going
1: to do right now? What's a bunch of recommendations? The yeah, CDC because has recommendations. Because this um the the direct quote from him is um there is no hard cut off right now, but in general we like to see positivity rates less than ten percent in the community. Yeah, and that's in regards to uh to to send kids back to school.
0: Yeah, and honestly, at this point, with everything that was going on, I kind of had, you know, learned to be patient with uh our leaders because um 2020's been a crazy year. You yeah. know, a bunch of stuff has been popping off, a bunch of stuff, a bunch of crazy stuff has been going on. And it's been a lot of uncertainty this year. And so with that, I had to learn, like, you know, back when it was trying to decide what we was going to do with school when uh, coronavirus first hit America, we was getting... We was getting a different uh, reply, a different answer, a different response every week. If you remember that, like, they were yeah. like, we're going to do this about school. Nah, we're going to do this about school and so forth. So I can't even be mad. I understand, like, the different, like, recommendations of what we can do. Yeah. Like, I take
1: it all seriously. Yeah, because there's still—we still don't know everything about this virus. Because, yeah. the, um, like they say in the article— they're they're fairly certain that um, that school aged children are pretty they're pretty relatively low risk for the virus, right. but they don't know how how prone kids are to spreading that virus. They don't know like they can't yeah, exactly track that transmission rate just yet. Yeah, because at least that risk to get sick and
0: to not even really least at risk to get sick because I feel like when they talk about we talk about at risk and the seriousness about the coronavirus we're talking about the people that's dying we were scared of the amount of people that was dying in China the amount of people that was dying in Italy and so so when we talk about oh these people are low at risk uh, (laughs) people at that age are less are able to catch the virus and are more likely to get over that virus yeah but that doesn't account for bringing it to home bringing it home to people
1: who are more likely to catch that virus yeah so like they're um like anybody older in the house or so like any older siblings or any older parents right or um or any just any other caretaker in general mm-hmm.
0: uh <sighs> quick question see, like it, what is the because i'm not too i guess familiar with the roles and the the names and stuff like that you know again in the military you have a sergeant you have a general so what what exactly even is uh like a sergeant general in the first place and like sergeant. why do we uh, i guess care about what they have to say
1: well honestly i'm not exactly too sure but i'm gonna look that up real quick i'm guessing he's like the top head like he's like the head of like Um, of the medical field for Uh the
0: country. I mean, okay, so that makes sense because, you know, what we was talking about earlier, what Betsy DeVoe got to say is she's she's the, the country's top person in charge
1: of education. Yeah. So I just found it. It says that the Surgeon General of the United States is the operational head of the U.S. Public Health Service Commission Corps and thus the leading spokesperson on matters of public health in the federal government of the United States. Okay. Okay. So... Like, like I was saying earlier, his um
0: what he got to say has to be taken uh, should be taken seriously, yeah, because he's he got that possession for us so. he has the
1: credibility, yeah, um, the article really doesn't detail it isn't really not saying much that we don't already know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> it, yeah, it's really, yeah, because um it, like it says right here with no specific benchmarks articulated by the CDC. Or any other federal agencies to date, the Surgeon General's remarks provide the first concrete piece of advice for parents in deciding when it's safe to send their their children back to school." Right. And so basically what he said in regards to that was, was I think school boards and school districts are going to need to look beyond just the CDC guidelines now at this point because of of things that weren't addressed in the document and try to get a fuller picture. That's exactly what we were talking about. On how to handle the fall. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what he was talking about.
0: Because the CDC is talking about, oh, this is what we can't do, but they're not considering how people move and how people react, and especially kids. You know, the um is dreaded. Like, uh, what what is it? Um, parents be like, oh man, you know, I got a teenager at home. You know, because they're going to be rebellious. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to do this and that, And stuff like that, and. Um, I was talking my sister was here whatever they um, something I just learned not too long ago they tell you to stop wearing bandanas on your head in middle school because the prime rate where stuff like that begins where the gain activity begins and uh, it's typically middle school it's typically middle school and so it's just like it's so uh, influential and stuff really starts there so because we already have these uh, connotations, if that's the right word, um, about these younger, these younger generations. I wouldn't even consider younger generations because we, be, honestly, at this point, everybody confuses everything. We're yeah. Generation X. We're not millennials. People be saying millennials. We in the same generation as people that are born in two thousand five. Yeah, because <laughs> of what started in nineteen ninety seven. Think so. That was pretty much like the cutoff. Yeah, it started in nineteen ninety seven. People was <laughs> born in two thousand five. People that just now graduated high school is uh, a rep- a, um, a representation of what our generation has to say. And I don't it's going on that, I'm now randomly ranting, but going on that these older folks is be mad judgmental about what younger folks gotta say. Like younger folks don't gotta live their life. Like like how they didn't live their life. We in the situations that we are in our life because these motherfuckers, these motherfuckers, put us in these situations. Like we talked about in the last episode. <laughs> put us in these situations. There's no reason we're, with the younger generations coming up, there's no reason you should be too judgmental on them because at the end of the day, it doesn't even make sense. If if the world keeps continuing, if babies keep being born, why do you want somebody that's 77 years old where their prime influence of who be, who they become was back when they was a teenager or back when they was 20 or 30 right and life is definitely different from when a 77 year old or 80 year old right now was 20 like
1: why do you why would you want somebody giving you old rules to a game old rules. to a game that's constantly
0: updated old rules and that's what we dealing with right now that's the shame of what's going on right now that we have to choose our president between to 70 year old white man.
1: Yeah. And that's And then we got these old with, white people with telling us to school. Yeah.
0: And off of old off of old morals and old responses, the world has grown. We have been educated. We have been as the world grows, we have only become uh more aware of the world um compared to you know that seven year old when he was the 20 gay people was a problem and that and it wasn't uncommon to be that extremely prejudiced to gay people or the people of different identities compared to where we at now yep
1: i don't know man it's just because whenever whenever somebody does mention that point, it's like, yeah, like we really have to sit here and, and go by the laws that are made by these old ass white men who are stuck in their old ways. And that's the people that's influencing
0: us. That's the, that's the people that have to say about these kids going to school. That have to say. I see the post. I retweeted because it was hilarious. Um, it was some, It was a fake like interview, and it was like. Um, uh, colleges, what influenced you to go ahead and start school? And it was a video of uh <laughs> it was a video of Mr. Krabs <laughs> getting interviewed <laughs> and he asked him, Why did you build the second Krabby Patty restaurant? Well why did you build the second crusty crab? Bit. Money <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from the movie Yeah, right And so that's literally what's happening Why Why did you want to open these schools, buddy? So like we was questioning not too long ago What is the influence? It's, it has to be money It has
1: to be money That's what it all boils down to at the end of the day These all white folks don't care about nothing They don't care about these younger generations So If it ain't stimulating the economy, they do not care
0: They don't care, they don't care It's about the money And that's why at the end of the day, we ask the question, what's your, uh, what's your plan to take over the world? We a rep- representation of young folks that are going to be taking over the world. It's going to be our do- uh, domination, our domain. Yeah, we need some new faces, some new ideas. Some and it's not just 20, 26-year-olds in high school. It's the 30s, the 40-year-olds. The that 50-year-olds. <laughs> that alerted now. Like, it's... It can be anybody. You just don't gotta be these seventy-year-old white men. We can't be limited to these
1: seventy-year-old white men. Like we gotta have more options than that. We gotta have we gotta have more people. We gotta have more people that's willing to actually step, you know, step on the plate. Right. We had Obama, you know, Obama's
0: not really the um, because you know everybody had their flaws and everything that's going on. Right. But Obama was our first, you know, minority president, and if I believe correctly, he's he was considerably young. Was yeah. probably what, getting ready to hit like his
1: 60s or something like that by now? Because remember, um, his hair his, his hair turned gray during the his, presidency. During his presidency. Yeah. Like he walked in with, with fully colored hair.
0: Yeah, yeah, like Brett got old. So he was more, I mean, even with then, even with then, like we, maybe we couldn't, we didn't see all the change that we expected we was supposed to see when we got that minority president. But it's, it's so much more, America's a business. America is a business. America's a business, and that business is going to have overpower um, over these governmental ideas. and all this governmental stuff. All these motivations of how we move is because of money and because of business. School is not school is not for the well being. Because, like I said earlier, that um, with back back to my article, it was um, hypocritical for Donald Trump to be like, "We need these people to keep." the kids health and well-being best in mind but then turn around and be like open the schools if you don't open the schools i'm gonna cut the funding you're not keeping the health in mind you're just saying that so that you don't get bit in the ass basically pretty much you basically you basically getting at to cover yourself when at the end of the day the actual motivation for all these people opening up
1: the schools is money They just they they're just trying everything they can to just rebuild the economy after this. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. We panicked about the economy when the
0: when the uh, when the pandemic began. We panicked about the um, economy when people like uh, Italy put the entire economy on hold to for the well being of their people.
1: My whole thing is that it it's like. There's no perfect government There's always corruption There's always greed There's always people Wanting money Yep But They were able to At least Rationalize it In however In in whatever form They wanted to To save their people Mm Mm-hmm Whether they wanted to continue to further exploit them later or just genuinely save them out of out of of the kindness of their heart and just the best interest of their people. right. We don't know that. But they did what they had to do to save their people. Mm -hmm. And in in turn, their people did their part. They stayed home. Yeah. Why is it that we as Americans, we as American citizens can't do our part to protect each other? And why is it and why can't why can't we trust the government? To do that, to to take that initiative, to for take us. the fucking initiative, and put things in place for us, because that's what we trust y'all to do. Yeah, it seems real tense right now. It seems super tense. I mean, it always has been, but you know, coronavirus has really made a lot of this stuff more visible. Yeah, it's so crazy. Just to to putting kids on harms way, like, sending them to school, to.
0: Everything that's been going on, the people that's been getting exposed and stuff with the Black Lives Matter protests and rallies and movement. That's what I call it. Instead of calling it the organization, I call it the movement. It's the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, We had to call it the civil rights movement. That you know, I'm a, I am believe that this time period of life is going to be called a Black Lives Matter movement.
1: I feel like that's yeah, fair like so to say. That's pretty accurate. Cause it's been it's been a while. It's been a good few weeks since yeah. um since the initial. I don't, I don't think it's gonna stop. I don't think it is, man. They were protesting. I don't know if you seen the video on Trip on a <clears throat> Twitter, but they were protesting in the rain and up in New York.
0: Yeah, I I actually want to go protesting again.
1: I do too. I've been thinking about that. I really do want to go protesting again. I just um just I might gotta call uh call my homie and see cause he stays not too far from where they where they actually protest. so i might right. hit him up and see if they are still. Right, shoot, look, even if it, even if there isn't an organized one that you can
0: find, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, you can find some organized transits going on, we can organize our own. That's true. We can try to find the final one, or shoot, it can be a few of us, and just be out there and just doing what you got to do, making sure you're being seen, because the major, all of the major turning points in the world, regardless of what anybody thinks, wasn't isn't thanks to our military? Is it thanks to our government? Is it thanks to our businesses? it's thanks to the people who have been mistreated and put those protests forward until women's rights? Women's streets, rights wasn't man. given until women protested. African Black American rights to even get to the point where we at we're still being mistreated, but to even get to the point where we at we had to fight for that.
1: It's, yeah, like you said, man, it's the peop- It's the boots on the ground, man. It's the people in the streets. Mm-hmm. It's the people, you know, crying to make their voices heard. That's why we fuck with y'all. That's why we try to be here to talk
0: and vocalize what's be going on and what I know a lot of people be thinking. I feel like a lot of people that listen here agree to what we be having, to the opinions that we be giving on the show, because we be trying to break it down. As somebody our age, I'm twenty. I'm 21, turning 22 in a month. You just turned 21.
1: This is the generation. These are the people that are going to be taking over. Yeah. And, you know, to further add to your point, uh, you know, fellow listeners, if you guys know somebody who is like-minded, who, who shares these viewpoints, send in the podcast. Pass it all. Pass it along. Say the word. Pay it forward. Who to who? <laughs>
0: But we appreciate all of our listeners. It's been great having everybody along. It's been great talking to you, Davai. We're going to see everybody uh, shortly. Y'all be safe. Y'all be blessed to keep
1: standing for what you believe in. We'll see you guys next time.